Welcome everyone to the Politically Entertaining with Evolving Randomness by Illusion Empire. Now that's quite a mindful even for me. And but you call it Pierre for sure. This is the 64th episode. And I'm gonna give you just a little synopsis, just a little list of items I'm gonna be talking about. The one I'm gonna go in most in depth about is about who about a man who's actually a senator now, a senator from Georgia, the more colorful one, Raphael Warnock. Yep, I already talked about John Ossoff in the last episode, who was more of a moderate. You know, candidate, at least that's how he brands himself. So now I'm going to talk about someone who's more colorful and definitely more interesting in rhetoric and character, Mr. Raphael Warnock. And then I got a little bit of news here about Cuomo, one I'm personally happy about. And then um, we have two news, minor news pieces regarding impeachment. And just a full disclosure, I am against impeachment against either person. Yes, I'm even against the impeachment of Donald Trump. I'm against the impeachment of Biden, too. He just started. Alright. And, and and it's impractical. That's the same reason why I'm against it. It's not going to go through. But I'll get deeper into that. A little deeper because it's a minor news. So, stating that, and let's talk about uh Unity, but uh, there's not a whole lot of unity. Is back to the left and right bickering, and it's more interesting this time because Dems barely have control of the Senate, the House. The only thing they have a strong control of is the executive arm branch. And who knows if they're gonna pack the courts? It's possible is a real possibility. So You'll see, and I'll definitely flip. And if, if they succeed on that, it will all become a Democrat majority, depending on how many seats they can plan to expand on. Republicans laid it, um, said six. But we'll see. It's all speculative, um, to say the least. So that's your primary politics. For mid game, I'm going back to City Project Red News. Um, lawsuits, lawsuits, lawsuits. They keep getting sued. And in my personal opinion, rightfully so, for their great incompetence and deception. Yeah, you heard it. You heard me. You heard me right. Deception. Okay. They overhyped this game. And quite frankly, the players have received shit quality um, experience, just to say the least. And then we're gonna um, we're gonna celebrate um, a little bit of Betty White. Um, you know, she reached her 99th birthday. Congratulations to her. Vast majority of celebrities don't even reach that. And once she gets more birthdays, she's awfully a centennial. Very close to that. But on the third and last topic for mid-game, sadly, Larry King could not make that milestone. He passed away at 87. He's one of the few hosts that I could pay. You know, he's one of the few times I listen to CNN occasionally because of him. 
Now, I just use them as a source and read their little bits of articles because I can't stand their um, TV program. I can say, say the same for MSNBC and Fox. Yes, Fox included. Because they just, you know, if I need to laugh at something, I, I'll watch those. But I'm, I'm not going to treat them as a, as a news source. They need to be honest with themselves. Especially, of course, I got their legit news bracket, all of them. But I'm referring more to their opinion, their host, their host on personalities. That's what I'm referring to. Not their news, not their news teams themselves. Um, let me just be very clear on that. Just not a fan. I'm not gonna, you know, use that that Trump phrase, fake news, like he does. You know, they do report legitimacy all the time to time. But I find outlets that are more moderate, more balanced, and more objective, like ABC and CBS. And then there's even known sources to back that up, that they are about, even they favor Democrats a bit, but it's definitely more balanced compared to those um, networks. All right, so enough yammering on that. And we have for our weird topic finale, the last weird little piece is about the habit of saying sorry too much reveals about you. What does that say? And we're going to go to the negative, negative um, context of that. And not saying it at all does very briefly. We already know not saying it at all shows that you are an arrogant or narcissistic asshole, but might not be the case. More, you know, let's put it more mildly, overconfident. But I'm, but we all, but, but we know about that. That's why that article is not interesting to me. The article of saying sorry too much is more interesting to me. Because, you know, we're supposed to be trained to say sorry a bunch of times. You know, me, I disagree with, I'll say, 95% of this. I'm probably, you, know, you, you might label me as uh, overconfident. Um, that's all on that. That's fine. That's your opinion. Um, But what does, what is so toxic and so disempowering about saying sorry too much? Say this about you. So that's what we have here. Um, so this is all the items I'm going to be discussing about in this episode. And we're going to reach the first segment right after the sponsor. Anchor is a free podcasting app that is perfect for beginners. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast. Anchor will distribute your podcast so that it could be heard in other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download a free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That is a-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. I'm going to repeat. It is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. 
to get started. What are you waiting for? I've been doing this for about a year now. And if you really have the passion to start a podcast, you should do it. It's fun and easy. All right, this segment is primary politics. This section here, section, what am I saying? This segment here is all about politics. Here I'm going to try to do a more prolific political vocal profile for Mr. Raphael Warnock, who's ironically going to be junior United States Senator. In my personal opinion, he should be senior because he has more life experience than the other one, Mr. John Ossoff. Yeah, he's becoming senior despite being um, in his early 30s. Speaking about age, he is 51 years young. Yes, 51 he definitely got more life experience than Mr. Um, also, so in my personal opinion, he should have been seen just by just by the age. They both have. I won't say they don't have political experience. They don't have um direct um, political experience. Let me just say that because they've been vocal. They've been vocal um, in political issues before they got directly involved in politics. So some of them have political backgrounds before they ran for Senate. So, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get into most of their personal stuff unless it's directly related to politics. You want to follow footsteps of Martha Luther King Jr., Okay. And he has a Bachelor of Arts degree in psychology. Hmm, interesting. He's an educated man, to say the least. Very educated. Then he earned Master of Divinity, Master of Philosophy, and Doctor of Philosophy from Union Theological Seminary, which is a school affiliated with Columbia University. Huh? He's well educated. Can't talk smack about his education right there. So, so the Republicans attack him on that, and they don't know what they're talking about. Um, you know, he worked as a youth pastor, then an assistant pastor of the Abyssinian Baptist Church in New York. All right, so he has some New York roots. Um, you know, he has a lot of theologian experience. And in 2005, this is when he started um, working in Georgia as a pastor in the Ebenezer Baptist Church in the land of Georgia. And this is Martha Luther King's Jr. former congregation. All right. And, and he's continuing to work there while he is serving in the Senate. Okay. Not the too controversial here. Um, he believes in climate change. Not surprised. Um, he 
he um, campaigned to expand Medicaid in the state of Georgia. This is all leading to Georgia. You know, he pressed the state, and in the state level, he pressed them to expand Medicaid and offer by the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. And he was arrested during the protest, just like any other good protests would do. And then he campaigned for Georgia Democrats to increase the outreach of low-income communities. Good, because those are the ones that normally don't, um, they don't, um, you know, normally participate. So I think that that's good on, on the procedural part of getting very, very disenfranchised, you know, people to, uh, do that. So he did. Um, I'm not gonna talk about that. That that's not that important. What I'm reading here regarding he declined that. That's not that important. And then for nearly three years, he chaired a New Georgia Project, a nonpartisan organization focused on voter registration. Hmm. A nonpartisan organization. Hmm. I definitely hope the Democrats. I, I believe. So Warnock here. Yeah. He's a. He's a pretty. He's pretty normal Democrat in his positions. He's a, he supports abortion rights, gay marriage. Even got endorsement from Planned Parenthood. He opposes concealed carry of firearms, saying, and this is his reason, because he was religiously on one guns in place of worship. And he opposes the death penalty, and he tried to advocate on clemency for Troy Davis, but he was executed for killing the police officer, despite evidence supporting is innocence. So that's very, 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 very tragic. And that's why that gives it the the innocence project's purpose to free the innocent who's been wrongfully persecuted and locked up. Okay. Um so let's get to the good stuff. The 2020-2021 um, senatorial election. So he ran for the seat. He beat unseated Kelly Loeffler because she was weak. Typical corporate Republican. And he was endorsed. I mean, he was really, I mean, he, got, he gained endorsements, this man here. He got endorses from Chuck Schumer, Cory Booker, Sherrod Brown, Kristen Gillibrand, Jeff Merkley, Chris Murphy, Bernie Sanders, Brian Schatz, Elizabeth Warren, the Democrat Senatorial Campaign Committee, Stacey Abrams, and former presidents Barack Obama and Jimmy Carter. Despite all that, he barely won by a point. People will value endorsements, I gotta say. 
they're not they're not worthless, but they all you know they all value. I mean, if it was that he he could he should have won by thirty points instead of by two. And then if he made history for being for becoming the first black senator from Georgia. Um, even though John Ossoff gets to serve the full term, this is interesting here. Warnock's gonna have to defend his seat soon. Yeah, and by next year he's gonna have to defend that seat. Hmm. Now it's beginning to make sense. Why he's considered a junior senator rather than a senior senator because of terms. Which they did say that by personal script, and I understand it. So, we ready? Um, And guess what? And he faced um for abortion part. He um his his abortion stance. He uh he get he he's got backlash from twenty five black ministers who wrote him a letter to reconsider his abortion um stance, and it is contradicted to Christian teachings, which is very true, and claiming and, and it claimed that abortion disproportionately affects African Americans. Well, there is some truth to that. I mean, eugenics started, and ever since then, it looks like it ain't getting much better. Um, in capital punishment, whatever, reiterate that again. He opposes the death penalty. He unsuccessfully attempted to stop, you know, the execution of Troy Davis. Um, he supports climate change. He supports the U.S. joining that agreement. Strengthening the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, investing more to clean energy and green infrastructure. And he does support a form of universal health care. That makes him more radical than Mr. John Ossoff. He declined an answer by court packing. They should press um, John Ossoff on that as well. Maybe he did because he wasn't. Radical enough to be questioned, and he should be questioned the same way. He's running. If you run for office, you know, if they're a private citizen, fine, that would be optional. But they're running for office, and he's in favor of passing John Lewis Voting Rights Act, and he wants to make election day a federal holiday and expand early and absentee voting. I support most of that, and I'm down with that. Um, expand early voting. I'm pro absentee voting. Um, I let's just say I'm in temporary support of it. Once this pandemic is done, then I am back to to the traditional meaning of absentee um voting. It should be by only army personnel. But so that's only until the pandemic is done. Okay. Um. Does it say anything? Uh, no, I'm not going to read that controversy because it's not about that. I'll get to the controversy some other time, especially when it pops up again. So, he is 
definitely, in my opinion, more radical than more left, more radical than um, John. Also, just based his positions, and he actually stands by them. So, if he, the only way he's going to surprise me if he turns out to be moderate in his voting patterns. I mean, he does practice what he preached to a great extent. Um, look, look, I already answered my opinion here a little bit. Uh, you know, if, if they're gonna claim that uh, disproportionately affects African Americans, they have to they have to use data. They can't just say it out of the blue, and you know, don't expect not to get challenged. Especially that, so you know, right wings will use that into their own talking point. So this is what you have here, and he cannot be comfortable in that Senate seat because he's going to have to run again to defend that seat at uh, 2022. That's next year. God willing, when this pandemic is done. So that's all I have to say about Mr. Raphael Warnock. Congrats on his victory. And oh, and he's a much better speaker than Mr. John also, because of course he's a theologian, he's a pastor. You have to be you have to have great orator skills. Okay. So let me represent some good news for right-wingers and myself. Yeah, in this case, I'm going to lump myself in with, with the right-wingers because this, uh, <laughs> this is what I agree with, especially with this irrationale from Cuomo with those strict rulings. So in upstate New York only, it doesn't affect the regions I live. Great. They allow to reopen for dining. And there's no rational um, basis for that. And this is only the orange zones. New York's in the red zone. So whoop de damn do. Um they go they can reopen them dining, you know, but the only caveat is that um the SB on 50%. Oh yeah, fifty percent capacity. This is something that uh, I've vocally told some the people I know. So look, it is possible, you know, the spread of that, um, the spread of the virus, you know, doesn't happen that often in the restaurants. It happens more in those private gatherings that's being legally held by club goers and rich people. Okay. And you know, so they they could operate with some restrictions. Okay, I support some restrictions. Oh Lord. Um, here just a moment. All right. That's nice. Okay. So da, 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 da. okay, the Western Germany. Okay, let's do it. Uh-huh. So they've been fighting back, but let's include that Staten Island. 
know, the thing is, this is a minor ruling because it doesn't impact New York City. It really doesn't. It doesn't really impact New York City all that much um, because they the red zones doesn't apply to them. And they cause confusion. Yep. But people were fighting, you know, Andrew Riggy and Robert Bookman of New South Retali that this is um they said it must be and this restriction must um end now because you know people losing their freaking jobs. Yeah. Yeah, people are losing their jobs. There's so much. Like, I mean, it's back. It's essentially back to where it was in the beginning. You know, except that restaurants have their extra outdoor dining area, which sometimes is too freaking cold to eat um, in, you know. I mean, that's uncomfortable. You want to be comfortable when you're eating. I mean, some people take, certain people take the risk. See a few neighbors. If it's a nice weather, it doesn't impact too much, but you're at the mercy of the weather. So it's not such a you know, great thing, you know? So that's just my opinion. Okay, I'm going to just breeze through this whole impeachment saga. That's, um... Well, the one that's happening for sure is the one against Donald Trump, which has been accused of um, the Capitol riots and insurrection. Okay, and it's going to be the first time ever that former president will face charges after leaving the office. Um, they are going to start at February 8th. So, it's been stalled. Um, it's been very, very stalled. Um, it's not canceled, though. It's not canceled, but it's gonna be delayed. Um, and what Dems want to achieve out of this, and it looks more possible this time as opposed to the first impeachment, said they want to permanently ban them for running for any federal office ever. They don't want to ban them for running for federal office, period. So, and more Republicans are going to agree to this because they see it as a political liability and then this is their best chance to, per- to get rid of him, which I think that will be a big mistake to the party. Um, even though Lindsey Graham had to admit that uh, that it's a compelling constitutional case, yeah. So that's where he's at. And now for the opposite side of final impeachment, this interesting lady. I'm just gonna call her interesting. I think I'm gonna do a profile on her. I forgot what my third person was gonna be, but I think I'll do a profile on her because. 
she's definitely interesting. Um, Georgia representative, well, House representative for uh, from Georgia, and they call they the article from Daily Dot um, labels her as a QAnon. Marjorie Taylor Greene, and she filed arguments of impeachment against Biden. Yeah, she's also on causing division as well. She is. She is. She's calling, um, you know, a lot of some people is nicely mocking her, I think. I mean, this. I mean, look, once he continues the corruption again, you have some, um, some legitimacy, okay? But you know well that even though it is a damn majority, most likely it's not going to pass through. Okay, you need to get, you need to get at least a majority of 435 senator, you know, not senators, House representatives. You will need to get that number, right? Let's do the exact math right here. Yep, so I'm doing the math right now, see how much he needs just to, just to pass this um this lovely thing. Uh, <laughs> Let's see, is it 219 or 218 here? No, 218. Let me see, it's 217 less than 50%. Yeah, you need 218 votes. I mean, if you convince a little bit of Democrats to put some legitimacy into this, fine. But you're just going to cause further division. So I just think it's more hassle than worth Miss Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I think you got mental illness for doing this. In a practical and a legitimate standpoint, it falls flat. That's all I have to say. You know, give it time. Don't be hasty. That will be my advice to her. You know, of course, I'm not in Georgia, so I'm not her constituents. Georgians, um, please give her some sense. That's all I can say. And what district does she represent? This lovely lady here. This lovely lady. You know, I'm trying to be nice here. Um, come on, whatever, whatever district that she that she represents, talk some sense into her. That's all I have to say. All right, so what's the quick wrap up here? So we got a pretty lengthy profile of the more vocal, definitely more left than Warner than um, John Ossoff, Mr. Raphael Warner. And Cuomo suffered a, a Supreme Court case with the restaurants, um, and the Trump trial is going to start February eighth, 
And Miss Marjorie Taylor Green is filing articles of impeachment against Mr. Joe Biden. So she's obviously one of those Republicans that um eject the election of Biden. Well, that's their right. But decision is final. Biden is president, and that's something that they're gonna have to deal with. That's all I have to say. All right, and thank you for listening to this long segment of the podcast. And we will reach the second segment very, very soon. Welcome, everyone, to the second segment of the Pure Podcast. This is the mid-game segment. And we have three items here. We have see Project Red facing more legal troubles. Betty White hitting an epic milestone. And Larry King, who is no longer part of this world. So, let's get the first one, the most hideous one out the way. Yeah, I do mean most hideous. So, Cyberpunk 2077 has been facing so much, so much issues since its launch. And after its launch, obviously. I mean, there's already been two, two class action lawsuits against them. Okay. And... And to be clear... That you know, there's be care, you know, he, this this uh, the founder Marcin Iwinski he issued an apology. Well, it's too little too late, especially for the game that did terrible. Yeah, I, don't know, I like how you say lower end console, say previous gen if you want to be diplomatic about it. Lower end should have worked just as hard as lower end with the high ends. You know, not everybody's able to get an Xbox Series X or S. And the PS5. Okay? It's been massive, massive refunds because of it. So are you happy now, buddy? You happy now? Hmm? 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 You happy? So. Well, enjoy bleeding out of your um, pockets financially. You reap what you sow for such deception. You piss off the investors. You did much worse than you expected. So. I don't feel bad for you. I really don't. Um, and it's been, and as of now, only over 13 million copies have been refunded. And remember what I said about the player base? That thing drops significantly. Okay? For every uh, five pennies you throw, you only get one of them back. Yeah, so you ble- you're bleeding significantly. Now, Miss Betty White. The only living legend of the Golden Girls, she had reached her 99th birthday. And she jokingly said, I'm going to quote her, I can stay up as long as I want. <laughs> I already picture where you could capture the sound of her, her voice and her even saying that. Um, I saw it through the Golden Girls. I saw her a little bit on um, Hot in Cleveland. 
and she's uh, she's releasing uh, oh a throwback. This is definitely before I was born, folks. Pet set. It was aired in 1970s as animal experts and famous animal lovers. So uh, I think her sense of humor keeps her alive. That's something way before I was even thought of. It's 1970s. Um, yeah, revealing my age there a bit. Have you figured it out yet? My age ranges. Okay, so you know, yeah, she she has great talent. I mean, she outdoes um, um, what's his name? Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Yeah, you can't beat her, Ryan Reynolds. You're not there yet. You're great, Ryan Reynolds, but she's a legend. Okay, let's just be clear there. So I hope she reaches her 100th birthday, so I can officially call her a centennial. Good for her, for the then long, most famous people don't even reach this milestone. That's majority. Probably say 99% failure. I'm not trying to create a pun. I'm really trying to create a joke here. This is most famous people don't reach that. And speaking about that, Larry King didn't make it. He dies at 87. Iconic TV radio interviewer. Yeah, he was a great interviewer. He's one of the few people I didn't mind paying attention to, even if he was in CNN. I listen to him all the time. I was a big fan, but he's one of the few that made CNN interesting, in my opinion. In my opinion, so you're trying to take me out of context. You got mental illness, and I can use this audio to back myself up. But, you know, I'm not going to say the details of how he died. I'm going to encourage you to read that. No, he was was legendary. He interviewed a lot of um, important people. Presidents, foreign leaders, of course, celebrities. Um, he asked, he had diverse set of questions, either short, direct, uncomplicated. I mean, he's not exactly one of those I gotcha kind of people like many of them today. I mean, if a lot of these current people. Yeah, he has the most watched to me ever since um, he jumped out of CNN. And to me, it's essentially no reason to go back there. To me, a lot of the content is junk for me. Gotta be honest. You know. Um, and... And let's be very clear here. He's received a lot of rewards... He had um, a special on Hulu. And his native name is Larry Heavy Zeger. Well, you know, they sh- they make their names uh, shorter and easier. And he um, came from, of course, Orthodox Jewish family. Um, one's for Ukraine, one's for Lithuania, so Eastern European heritage, Eastern European roots. Okay, 
His father passed away um, young. Hmm. And then he was a uh, New York Yankee. Yes, he had um, interest in sports and a Dodgers fan. Guess it depends on where he moved to. Um. No. I mean, he interviewed a whole bunch of people. And um, he went through controversy himself. He, you know, he wasn't a stranger of it. He got arrested a couple of times. He was nearly broke. He made some not so great personal decisions. You know, even though he was legally cleared, but his employer decided to drop him. He had to get another gig. I mean, this is a story of perseverance, trials and tribulations. You know. And, um, and he's been a host of CNN since 1980. Yep, since 1980. So... You know, he, you know, he, he gets criticized. He's criticized for throwing softball questions. You know, and the reason why I get a lot of interviews is because uh, he didn't do that. I gotcha. Or you try to break people down. I mean, some people do need that. Don't get me wrong, especially politicians. And some celebrities. Um, he was a Democrat, which I'm not surprised. Um, he had a, you know, he made it to the Radio Hall of Fame, deservingly so. He does, it's very good at what he does. Wrote books. Children, he has suffered multiple heart attacks. Chronic smoker. Um, me left to seven. He was pretty open about it, um, his sex life. Yeah, he was pretty open about that. And he has five children, but through multiple marriages. I mean. He beats Trump on that category. He barely, he's barely on his third. Um, you know, um, he only had five children, but two of them passed tragically young. Andy King and Shaq Anthony was not that long ago. Yeah, I forgot what it was, but it was very recent. Very, very recent. Um, you know, this is um, this is I think a good piece from Huffington Huff Post, the Huffington Post. Ugh. I'm a bit tongue-tied today, but this is what he had out of Larry King. I mean, I paid attention to some of his interviews. I remember a couple of them with uh, Trump. 
thinking one thing more to with Bill Clinton. Yeah, I don't know. I always find it interesting how he does the interview. It draws my attention. Normally, I, I even when I was a kid, I would resist the CNNs. Oh, they're always so negative. Everything's negative, 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 negative. People who got brains and sanity would agree with me. <laughs> but you know, CNN does have its um, audience, especially on the Democrat of.、Uh, Portion Democrats are loyal to CNN. Me, I'm not. I don't like. I don't like their programming. To me, it's gotten worse based on the samples I've seen from the left and the right. I just don't pay attention to the right. The right wing is just a bash and destroy them. The left wing is even more supportive of them. I see both sides. See how it is. Okay, yeah. That times he had it good, and then at times it's just I just want to go to sleep. And now they're, you know, some there. One host, um, well, he's not promoting directly, but he's got a guest on. I think Mr. Brian Stelter. And just real short, because this is from the radio CNN. He had a guest on that was pushing for censorship on conservatives. And I won't be surprised they're gonna expand that even to their competitors on the left if they want to be a dominating network, gain monopoly in the media. You know, don't pay attention to that. I mean, there's people that could cover that better than me, because、um, I've not set up, I've not, I've not set up for that technological、um, thing just yet. Once I start putting in video, which I'm planning to do that either this year or next year, any other things go, and I'll do more、um, video, and you get to see my face, hopefully. So that's all I could say、um, for now. But I don't want to go off the tangent too much. So, see, Project Red is going through multiple, multiple, multiple lawsuits. Deserving, I must say,、um, it is a shit job, especially with the、uh, Xbox One and PlayStation Four. And Betty White, who reached ninety-nine years young, yep, ninety-nine years young. I said that again. Her spirit is very young. Okay. There should be no argument about that. We we have argument about that. I'm just gonna dismiss it. Um, she's maintaining her great sense of humor. And Larry King, a legendary broadcaster, he's along with us. That was a fortune we lost a legend. That's very you know that's very fortunate. He's one of the few few hosts, and most of the time when I pay attention to him. Eh, you know, I was able to deal with CNN better. I was able to tolerate it. It made me like CNN. You might be wondering why you're so against CNN. To me, it's just so it's so negative, so disempowering, and it's extremely biased. I mean, it's just so extremely biased. I mean, it's, I mean, a lot of it is just. Pro them, pro them, pro them, and even when it's anti-Trump, which is fine to be critical of Trump, by the way. But it was just so much to the point that he got ridiculous. So report about him being afraid of stairs. I mean, such stupid shit. I mean, people consider that real news. That you got a problem, you need to go to the mental ward for that. I mean, some of the things they have said, and even in a, even not so long ago, they normalized the violence of Antifa. 
Yeah, I'm purposely leaving out um, BLM because 99.9% of them were peaceful. At least that's what I think. It's not supported by um, data. Just be clear here. So that's what they did. I mean, to me, when it got shittier, CNN, and how things ever gonna get better unless they either be abolished or or they change their programming to I don't want to say complete 180, maybe 145 degrees. If you want to be technical about it, so. Alrighty then. So enough me being very critical of CNN, and we'll reach the final segment really, really soon. the third and final segment of this podcast WTF or Weird Topic Finale what do we have here so we're gonna go through a little bit of self improvement and this one here we're gonna tackle something that's a little different it's something that I see a lot of it annoys me almost as much as the other one I prefer for you not to say word sorry a lot of people do it, but I, I don't I don't really I don't really take them seriously. Cause a lot of people to me don't have integrity when I deal with them. If you hear the background noise, that's because I'm in a lively neighborhood. Alright. Anyways. So, you know, it's okay. I apologize if you did something legitimately wrong. I want to paraphrase this article and make it a little more interesting. Alright, and then but why do people Say sorry so much. That's the thing I want to get to. Um, something that you know, in normal conventional wisdom, <laughs> you don't need to say it. And there are, according to the learningmind.com, which I give credit for doing this um, article. What does saying sorry too much reveals about you? Why do people do it? They're afraid of confrontation. <laughs> they try to avoid conflict. Then not just issue. Um, they lack the confidence to stand up for themselves, which is intertwined with that. You lack the faith in your abilities. Me, I try to look at my case critically in as much angles I can before I even stand up for myself. But I do stand up for myself, especially when it's something really clear and blatantly wrong. You don't want to offend people. You don't want to offend. You know what? This is where I'm in total opposite. Sometimes I don't really care if I offend your feelings. I care about people, but I'm not going to care for your for your feelings, and then there's a reason why. I'm going to say my truth. Maybe I can say it diplomatically, but you still get offended by that. There's something really wrong with you. Your emotions is your problem. Not mine. Your problem. Just like my emotions are my problem. Right? 
it's okay for you to be angry or sad, but it's just how you express it, how you handle it is key. If you handle your anger by throwing furniture across the room, obviously that's very bad. But if you but if you do things to lower your anger, maybe shout at a pillow, maybe something face a pillow and shouting at it, or I don't know, or beat up the pillow or something, then you know that's better. And just picking up a table and throwing it across the room. Right? Um, and then they apologize. They apologize because they are, um, you know, you want to disown your own behavior. Owning up your anger is the only way to solve your issue. That's so true. And then. What's the last reason? The fifth one. You're too easygoing. Don't have an ego. They just want an easy life. They don't want to be bothered. You know? They don't want to be bothered all, you know, with the confrontations and all that. They just want to be, be left alone. That's probably one of the few things I want. Um, to me, I think that's less of the five um, reasons right there. Um, you know, one example to stop saying sorry unnecessarily to uh, too much. Um, you know, for example, so I said, I'm sorry, but can I borrow your phone? I was like, can I borrow your phone? And, you know... Think about it before before you say start seeing. Examine yourself to see if you're in the wrong. Sometimes you could be in the right. You know, there's excuse me, there's pardon me. Thank you for reading your mind speaking up. Can you clarify that? After you go right ahead, thank you for clarifying. I like to add. Those are the alternatives. Not sorry I could get a drink. It's excuse me. Pardon me. Yo, yo. No, 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 I don't suggest yo. Learn your triggers. Everyone got a trigger. I got a trigger. What triggers me is is people being, um, people confusing me with their um indecision or inactions, especially if they don't tell me that on um, beforehand. If they don't realize that, I'll I'll be accepting the first three times, but after the fourth time, I'm done. The fourth time, I'm a lot less forgiving. Oh, some people say, oh, you have such a strong attitude. Well, life is too short. Come on, we get things moving. Time moves forward, not backwards. Come on, come on, come on, come on. So that's what triggers me. And then the audacity of stupid people calling me stupid and not, you know, and not introspecting their own actions and yet and laying blame on others. That's another thing that, that ticks me off. Other than that, I'm not easily ticked. You could curse, yeah. I mean, that doesn't bother me that much for the most part. But if you're gonna slow me down, if you're gonna give me attitude without um fulfilling my request, oh, that's that's my biggest trigger. I said, oh no, you had it with me. Oh, you have it, and you definitely ain't getting an apology out of me. 
If anything, you better apologize if you want to de-escalate because I'm not going to be the de-escalator. I'll be the escalator until I get what I want. Okay? Um. Okay, enough of me <laughs> talking off my little rant right there for your entertainment. All right, let's get back to the situation at hand. Be grateful. Ah, gratitude. Okay, this part I like. I like right here. I can easily like this. Um, instead of saying, I'm really sorry, I needed you to work late this evening. A person with explicit gratitude will say, thank you so much for helping me out by working late tonight. You know, that stuff with me. I mean, I mean, I just hate saying the word. I'll probably, I'll, if I apologize it's either through action or explain it without using that word, if you can detect it out of my, well, with the except with the exception of professional environment, I consider this professional. Professional environment, I'll just say it right there. But personal life, you gain a lot less of that out of me. It, you know, just you know, I was a little bit like that, but it was never that extreme. But now it's just okay, and yeah, like, excuse me. So what the hell did I do wrong? Or or go or go report to my supervisor. That's how I deflected. It's not my it's not my fault you can't handle the change. That's that's your problem, not mine. I know it sounds harsh. But you know, people has to take some personal responsibility. Of course, not everything's your fault. Granted, like the car hit you out of nowhere. That's not your fault. That's the idiot's fault. The other person, that reckless person, or he's not going to be reckless. Or if I had a mental condition, which he shouldn't be driving in the first place, he, he or she hit you. It's not always he. He, she, or a transgender person um, runs you over with the car, right? Boom. Not your fault right there. Was, I don't know where it is. None of you can have done. So not everything is your fault. But we have to restore some personal responsibility here. And sadly, Trump has been the worst. I mean, the worst role model at that, let's be clear. This is the opposite. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know that. And just um, I think I warned you a little too late. But you're going to deal with very poor level imitation here. Okay, just deal with that. It was not my fault. I don't know who. I don't know who that is. Probably a whack job. I didn't say that. I never said that. You know. That's what you had for the last four years. And the sad part is, and this is going to be a confession. It's going to be very hard. I almost became a Trump supporter because he appealed to. So my worst traits. I mean, the tough guy part in mind is a way to be a tough guy while being an asshole. But he was definitely an asshole. Let's just be very clear about that. Well, the bright side is he's no longer our president, right? I'm not a big fan of Biden either. He's a he's another one with a temper. Okay, you know he's no saint. I love how the media glorifies him as if he's some sort of saint. Ugh, it's nauseating. So sadly, we have poor role models. 
I'll say the closest one in terms of this article will probably be Barack Obama or Bill Clinton. Yeah. I'm more Bill Clinton fan, by the way, but I read about him. He he, he was decent for the Democrat in my in my opinion. In my opinion. So stop apologizing too much. People you think a week and you're gonna attract people. That will take advantage of you, manipulate you, just to fulfill their own agenda and their ego. Okay, that's another thing that you should take out of it. You know, people will never say sorry. On the other hand, if they're the egotistical, narcissistic, and overconfident assholes, and that was definitely Trump, no doubt about it. So. What have we learned here? Why do people say sorry too much? I'm gonna just list the five reasons again. That person's afraid of confrontation. That person lacks the confidence to defend for him, herself. Um, they don't want to offend. They excuse their behavior. They don't walk to it, and they're easy going, and they don't have much of an ego. You know, show gratitude is actually, to me, the best way of solving it. And learn your triggers. Once you analyze your triggers, once you're more conscious of your triggers, that'd be great. What pisses you off? What takes you off? Be more conscientious of it. And I'll be away. I am no therapist. That's a disclaimer, and I will never be because I don't have the tolerance to hear people's problems after one hour. <laughs> Let me be very clear here: I don't have that kind of patience. No, no. I will run. I will scream after hearing series of problems for one hour straight. So that's all I could say. Can God mold me to do better with that? Oh, of course He can. He's the Lord of the Impossible. But you meet using my own understanding, I will scream and run out the building after one hour of hearing so much problems. Oof. All right. Okay. Let me get myself together right there. <laughs> I think it's the word "sorry" that triggers me. <laughs> Well, required. I just, I, I, I poke fun at myself. You know, life is too short. I can't take everything so seriously. But you should seriously learn about apologizing too much. It's just as bad as not apologizing at all. All right, then. That is it. Thank you for paying attention to this podcast. Have a good day or night, and most importantly, God bless.